Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm feeling good because we have some exciting things happening in a few weeks. We do. We do. I'm so excited. So do you want to tell everyone? <laughs> I'm like, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Sure. So a couple months ago, before COVID was a thing and the pandemic was a thing, uh, Eric and I had submitted to be a panelist on this podcast uh, for this podcast festival called Afros in Audios, which is a festival conference for podcasters of color to really give them the tools and the resources they need to podcast effectively. And so I can't remember which one of us saw it, but one of us saw it. We have and we decided that we would submit ourselves to see, you know, if we could. Um, be a part of the process or be on the panel or the conference and we were selected to do it the gag is we it was supposed to be in June or July and it was supposed to be in New York and that didn't happen because the pandemic hit but they have still decided to do it but we are going to be doing it virtually and um, this will like be like our first conference that we are actually going to be a part of and be partaking in, like where we have a presentation and different things like that. So I'm really excited for us to get in front of a new audience and to, you know, share the skills and resources that we have as well as learn from other people. Yes, it's so exciting. I'm glad that they continue to like where they decided to do it virtually. Right. Even though, you know, we couldn't do it in person, which would have been awesome because New York is lit. But, you know, uh, we're doing what we got to do. So, right. yeah, that's exciting. That's something for us to look forward to, you know, towards, you know, the end of the year, how, how this year has been so crazy. <laughs> it's like, okay, we still get to, you know, do something we enjoy and that we're passionate about. So, right. Go us. <laughs> yes. So exciting. Can't wait to share how that goes later on. Yes. Um, and isn't it crazy how like one of our goals was to um, do podcasts more. And so as soon as we wrote that goal down, now it's like we're being invited to speak and give resources about, you know, podcasting. It's it's really cool. It's crazy, really. Yes. Exciting. Um, so with that being said, let's get into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So, Shelby, we're going to discuss, well, I'm going to list out the first five stages of dating. You tell me if you agree with this or disagree with it, and um, which of these stages do you feel like is the hardest? So, the five stages are, number one, attraction and romance, first stage. Two, reality, meaning the honeymoon phase is over. Number three, exclusivity or commitment. And number four is intimacy. And number five is engagement. Do you agree or disagree, uh, Shelby? Um, I guess so. I do have a question. So when we say reality, are we dating? We're dating, right? 
I would say yes, but I would say like you're past the like infatuation stage. Like, oh, he cute. We talking like you're like, yeah, I would say dating. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I don't think any of these are hard. I think the hardest one to get to <laughs> is um, exclusivity or commitment. Um, and I say that because I feel like that's been the hardest one for me to get to. So I guess that would be the hardest one for me. Whatever. Anyway, so I feel like that is the hardest one for me because, like, I am very, I'm really, not necessarily, I wouldn't say, yeah, what? I'm very particular and I'm picky to a certain extent. So for me to be exclusive with you, like that's a big deal. But I also feel like a lot of the men that I've encountered, they're, I feel like they've been like really like shy of being exclusive and like having a commitment, but they want you exclusive. Right. And that I, part. That's, that's a whole problem that we ain't got enough time for but I think for me, the hardest stage for me to get to is exclusivity and commitment because I feel like when you get to that stage, then that kind of like, it's essentially like you just took it up a couple of knots in your relationship. You got the title. You about to start meeting family and friends and, you know, having even harder conversations and seeing, you know, if your visions and stuff are the same and a lot. And you're essentially like, I feel like when you get to that point, and being the age that I am now like we're that's a stage where if we get to a commitment like we're gonna start having conversations because just to put it bluntly like we're trying to see if we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together or if we're gonna call it quits like let's yeah. just be honest so I feel like that's the hardest stage to get to because I feel like when you get to that stage you have to take it up a couple of notches I think attraction and romance I think that's the fun stage I think that's the stage that's like non-committal on you it's like it's like I can it's fun it's new it's different it's like is he gonna be here tomorrow is he not you know Mm -hmm. it's that little key stage and I think the reality honeymoon phase is over um I don't really think that stage is hard but I'm also like when I'm talking when I'm dating somebody I'm I'm always in the back of my mind like when is the stage going when am I gonna get tired of him when is he gonna get tired of me like when are we gonna be like okay but I also feel like the reality stage and the commitment slash exclusivity stage, I feel like they run together. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when you got to decide, is we going to be together or are we not going to be together? It's hard because, well, for me, the hardest one for me to get to is also exclusivity because in my personal experience, it's just I've run into a lot of people that, don't want anything serious they don't want a relationship but I'm not out here about to play with you so like what are we doing so but to me I'm not saying that these aren't the five stages but I think that maybe we get them misconstrued like I think we definitely start off with attraction but then we go right into intimacy some people I'm not saying everybody we go into intimacy and then reality hits and then we want to be exclusive and it's like I don't know if this is these five stages are the order that it's supposed to be in or, or whatnot, but sometimes um, for me, I've seen it to where the honeymoon phase isn't over until after the engagement. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it's these may be the five stages, but a lot of us jumble these up in different orders. Um, but right. for me, you made a good point where people don't want to commit, but they want you to be like loyal to them and exclusive to them. And um, I think that goes back to people having to be 
on the same page in that reality stage like it's kind of like oh he was so cute the way he eat his applesauce but then the reality hit you like I can't stand the way you eat that applesauce (laughs) and it's like I honestly probably don't agree that the honeymoon phase is over that quickly I honestly think that should be a little bit further down on the list and I think if we can make intimacy a little bit further down the list we would be able to see more clearly in that reality stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. Because sometimes we'll, yeah, sometimes we'll be so like just wrapped up in the moment and then we don't even see the reality of this person yet. Right. Um, which is the big, to me, that's probably the biggest one on here is um, that reality because then you'll, that's how you'll know if you, if it's worth being committed to this person. Right. Or if it's worth being exclusive with this person. Right. Um, a lot of us just plain and simple, we ain't on the same page. We don't want the same things and that's fine. But um, it's it's really not easy. Like to get through all these stages, I can't even get past number three. So um, <laughs> don't ask me for any advice. Um, and I think it's crazy because there's some, have you ever been in a situation where you weren't initially attracted to the person? So that may not be like the first stage, but like, like physically you weren't attracted to the person, but as you got to know them or the reality of them, you were like, Hey, I'm kind of attracted to you. Like, have you ever been in that type of situation? Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, I don't know. I really don't think there's, there's all these rules to dating that people try to put on dating. It's like, you got to figure out what works for you. Right. And if that works for you, hey, more power to you because I don't know what works for me. So <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think when it comes to dating, I think that you have to communicate with whoever you're dating. And I think that you all have to come up with rules. Not necessarily rules, but I feel like you all have to come up with, I guess, essentially rules or procedures that work for you all and abide by those I think the worst thing that you can do in dating is be on two different steps or Mm -hmm. to not be on the same page I think everybody dates differently I think everybody has a different definition of dating and I think that obviously everybody does you know dating in different steps and things that they will do and want do but I think it's more important to really just be on the same page and continually communicate what dating is to you because I've learned that what dating means to me means something completely different to somebody else yes very important dating I just feel like in today's world dating is so hard because I don't think a lot of people know how to date I don't think a lot of people understand what dating is and I don't think a lot of people understand the purpose of dating so that's why I think it's very important when you're dating to be really upfront about what you want and what you expect from this dating relationship Because the worst thing that you can do is be dishonest and think that you're going to change somebody's mind and then be sad when you didn't waste all this time. Yeah, that's facts. And and the commitment stage, it's like, do some men just don't want to commit because they have so many options? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if, if you've gone through the attraction phase and the reality phase, the honeymoon's over, so you see who this person really is and you still want to commit to that person, but they don't want to commit to you. It's like, is it because you have options? Like, what it? there's so many layers to that stage. Like, what is the reason why you don't want to be exclusive with the person after you've been through those other two stages? Right. You know, so it could be because a lot of times I feel like some, some men don't have to work as hard because they have options or they can choose who they want to be with or 
some women just make it easy for them to just go whatever route they want to go you know what I mean right so you're right it is very hard so yeah I don't have all the answers but if that's the five stages I'm trying to get to number five okay (laughs) to be continued that's all I got (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly so Anyway, let's move on to our next segment of the show, which is the journey. And so this is where Shelby and I will discuss how the journey on our brand, All Things Melanin, is going or anything related to business and entrepreneurship. So let's discuss taking chances and putting ourselves out there. So what are some ways to put yourself out there, whether it's for your brand, applying for jobs, a career move, um, et cetera? So what are some ways, Shelby, that we've put ourselves out there? there for our brand I think for us just doing it like whatever we say that we're gonna do I think it's just putting ourselves out there and just doing what we said we were gonna do um for instance like we said in 2017 that we were going to launch a blog we put ourselves out there and we did it we said in 2018 that we were gonna launch a a podcast we put ourselves out there and we did it I think when it comes to taking chances and putting yourself out there, I think it really comes down to betting on yourself, believing yourself, and taking a jump in risk. I think a lot of times we worry about our our friends and our family and whoever going to receive us. And a lot of times it's not about if people are going to receive us. It's about following our purpose and our mission and our why. I feel like if you follow your purpose, if you follow your mission, if you do your why, the people will come. The attention will come. The fame will come. The money will come. Everything will come. But nothing can come and you can't accomplish anything if you first don't take the step and jump and doing it. When you talk about taking chances and putting yourself out there, it really just comes down to hyping yourself up and pushing go. Hyping yourself up and just releasing it, publishing it, and doing it. It's really just having insane um courage insane motivation and insane probability that no matter what I'm gonna follow my purpose I'm gonna follow my why and I'm gonna do it because I believe that this work or whatever I'm putting out is something that is needed and I always think about it like this whether it's in career or whether it's with our brand the worst somebody can ever tell me is no that's the worst the worst somebody can ever tell you is no. So if that's the worst that somebody can tell you and there are way worse things, why not give it a shot? Why not give it a try? My whole thing is I would rather know why or I would rather be told no and get feedback than to never try and to worry about it for years. Because we forget we only need one yes to get where we're going. So for me, the reward is better than the risk. And I just feel like it's better to risk. It's better to risk it and get what you want than not to try at all right that's a great way to put it up and I was going to say like there is no reward if you don't take the risk right you know how will you know it's on the other side and um I feel like as you go through like the journey of building your brand or building your career or whatever it is that you're doing you will have to continuously put yourself out there otherwise you're going to stay complacent you're going to stay stagnant you're not going to move forward with anything if you don't put yourself out there um and then it's just really about just like taking that chance because you just never know and like you said what's the worst that can happen they say no or no thanks there's somebody that will receive what you're doing or will receive that uh resume or 
you know, if you're trying to go after that career move. But I think it goes back to what we've always said before is like just having that confidence in your within yourself that, hey, I'm going to put myself out there. I have something to offer um, and I belong here. So right. when you have that sort of like mentality, it's, it'll be a little bit easier to put yourself out there. And even if you continuously put yourself out there and continuously get told no, like Shelby said, like there, all you need is that one yes. And it can be very discouraging when all you hear is no. Nobody wants rejection. Everybody hates rejection. I know right. I hate it. So <laughs> nobody likes it, but it's part of, it's inevitable, honestly, because not everybody's going to tell you yes. So um, I would just say in order to move up and move forward in your life, you have to continuously put yourself out there. You just have to. Right. And I think just to add on to that, I think what separates the great from the mediocre is just the willingness to jump, the willingness to try. And I think a lot of times we get discouraged by hearing no, but anybody that has ever been great, that has ever accomplished anything, has dealt with rejection, has dealt with no's, has dealt with not getting the results of what they wanted. But I think what separates the greats from the mediocre is their is their ability to recover, is their ability to wipe themselves up, to wipe themselves off, to give another to give another try and their in their ability to keep going. Yeah. That's the key. Keep going. That was a great way to end that segment. Thanks. <laughs> so let's continue on to our mentor moment. Uh this is where Shelby and I will read a listener letter and then we'll give our advice on it. So uh, Shelby, the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby, I am an independent, I am independent and have always been raised to be that way. I've always had a job, my own car, my own place, and I've been on my own for a while. I recently started dating someone who wants me to move in with him and also suggested that I quit my job so that he can take care of everything. That may not sound like a bad idea to some people, but I feel like I would be giving up my independence. How can I bring this up to him without making him feel like I don't trust him to take care of us? Any advice on how to approach this without causing hurt feelings? You got that one, Shelby. <laughs> if I'm going to give you my disclosure that I give my personal friends, I ain't got no man Sadella Maria life. Okay, that's my disclaimer. Second thing. Um, I think just, now listen, this is me. Don't quit your job. I don't care if you're moving with that man. Do not quit your job. Please. Please. Yeah. I would say that just because if you're an independent person, it's going to drive you insane and you're going to feel alienated and you might deal with different feelings and emotions that will have you down or even depression if you take away too much of your independence. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with being independent, but I think sometimes, but I think when you're in a relationship, you have to shift that independence a lot, but I don't think that you have to take it away if that makes sense. I think that you have to sit down and have a conversation with him and let him know that you obviously, if you're dating him and you're considering it, it's obvious that you have no doubt that he could take care of you and you can be independent. But I, from the sounds of it, you're probably similar to me. And even though your partner can completely handle it, you don't want, you know, that entire burden to be on him. So if I were you, I would not quit my job, but I would, you know, talk to him and, you know, explain why you don't want to leave your job, why you still want to have your job and, you know, why that's important to you and different things like that. Um, 
as far as moving in, I think, you know, if you think that you are in, you know, if you all are in a healthy space and that's what you want to do, like if you feel like you're ready to move in with him and you all have, you know, or at that point, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. However, I will say before you move in with that man, make sure that you all are on the same page about expectations of when you all move in where this is going, what he's expecting out of you, what you're expecting out of him, and how you're going to make this work. Because it's different when he popping in to your place and you popping in to his place. He just there now. Y'all just there. Y'all just looking at each other. <laughs> so I think that you have to make sure that you all are on the same page. And I think that you have to have a conversation with him about like your expectations, what he expects of you. And then if you don't want to leave your job, let him know that and let him know why. And I would say pay attention to how he responds because I think a man that wants or is trying to take away your independence is a very dangerous man. And yeah. that's not what you want. Um, I could see if that's what you want and you want to be taken care of, you don't want to be independent. Okay, that's one thing. But if you want to be independent and he's trying to take away that from you, I think that's, to me, that seems like a very, that seems like a control mechanism. A way to control you, a way for him, for you to do what he wants you to do, a way to be in control. So I would definitely be, I would be very weary. That's why I say I would have a conversation with him and make sure that y'all on the same page and that y'all have realistic boundaries. I think that's great advice. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is if you have always had your own things um, I'm sure he can see that you're an independent woman. So I always feel like it's important for you to speak up on how you feel about independent and being independent and why it's important for you to at least have your own job or your own way of life, <laughs> you know, because you're so really supposed to be two in, whole individuals coming together. Um, and you don't want to ever end up being resentful if you just give in to, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'll just move in with you. And then that causes problems and you may be resentful to him um, without even telling him how you really feel because you're afraid of hurting his feelings. But I think if the man really, really cares about you, your relationship, he would understand. And I do feel kind of weary about him wanting you to do all of that. My personal opinion, I wouldn't want to do all that, especially if I don't know where this relationship is going if we're not if there's no plans of us getting married or anything like that me personally I would not want to do that I also feel like even if your man is making so much money that he is very capable of taking care of both of you you still want to have some sort of identity for yourself because a lot of times we will lose our identity in someone else and you don't ever want to end up like that you still want to maintain who you are and still be in a like you can still be submissive to your man you can still you know maybe let's say I don't know this could be a situation where she just works so many hours but he's like look just quit and I'll just take care of you maybe just switch to part-time or something like that like there could be some sort of compromise to where you don't have to give up everything just to be with them you know so I think like Shelby said just have that conversation about the expectations on what y'all are doing but I say, go with your gut. If your gut's like, mm, I'm not, I'll move in, but I'm not quitting my job or, you know, something like that, then 
you know, go with that. But I definitely will make sure I have that conversation. Like, look, where's this relationship going? I don't want to quit my job because X, Y, and Z. Right. And then always have, you know, you always going to have something for yourself. Always. Listen, that's the I key. Mean, that's what I was really trying to get at. Don't, you never know how people going to act. You never know how people going to turn up on you. So always yeah. have a secret stash. Always have something for yourself that you can bounce up on. And discuss yep. whose name the apartment's going to be and whose name are the electronics going to be and like all the bills and stuff because that stuff matters. So right. just before you go into the the situation, make sure that you're set up and that no matter what happens, if this works or if this doesn't work, you know, we hope it works, but God forbid, if it doesn't work, make sure that you're always good and that if you need to, you can, you can roll on out. You can bounce up and roll out. Right. Um, so I think that was great advice. <laughs> so if you guys out there have any questions like that that you want us to answer, send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we're going to end the, today's show with the words of encouragement, which comes from Psalm 46.5, which simply says, God is within her. She will not fall. I love this. Like if I wasn't scared to get a tattoo, I would tattoo this on me because it is like, I actually have like a, um, a canvas with these words painted on it in my house, but I love it because it kind of just tells you how much strength that you really have. And I know Shelby and I, we always talk about, we don't like when people say, you know, you're, you're the strong friend, but really all of us have the strength within us that we don't have to be scared to fall or fail. Even if you do fail, you, you're not going to be, you're not going to lose. You know what I mean? So I just decided to share this because it is really important to always have that confidence within yourself right. that God is there with you. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm just going to add a little tidbit. Um, when I think about this, this just reminds me that no matter what, state I'm in in my life if that makes sense or where I am mentally emotionally physically that like God is within me and if God isn't within me that means I'm not going to fail that I'm always going to succeed and I think a lot of times we get down on ourselves because we fail by our standards or we fail Mm -hmm. by like worldly or man's standards but we have to remember that God's standards and worldly standards are two different things Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you fail by man's standards. You we should all be more concerned about if we fail by God's standards. But and I said this I think last podcast and I'm gonna keep saying it. We have everything we have we have everything within us we need to be successful. God has equipped us to do the job that we're doing, to walk out our purpose, to walk out our why, to minister, to be a light, to impact and to influence. God placed that within us. God is within us. And just know that if God is within you and he's equipped you, then you're not going to fail. You're always going to succeed. But succeeding may not look like what you think it's going to look like. And sometimes when we think we're failing, we're, I don't think a lot of times we're necessarily failing. I think sometimes we're falling apart for God to put us back together better. Yes, I agree. That was perfect um, to say. So I guess we'll just lead us out with, I'll lead us out with prayer. So bow your head. Close your eyes. (laughs) 
Dear God, we thank you so much for blessing us with this day. We pray over everyone that is currently listening to this episode. We ask that you please bless those who may be struggling with their confidence or struggling with depression or fear of failing. Please continue to show us and reassure us and affirm us that we were created by you. We were equipped by you and we will always win because you are within us. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.